Here we go, preparing. We are live, yes. Hey, hello, Ward Wrestling Live. Uh, we are here with another amazing wrestling mind in our country, wrestling coach, wrestler, and now author, as you can see her book behind her. Uh, so really excited to have uh, Afsoon Johnston here. She was the first US medalist in women's freestyle history. Uh, she actually got two total medals in world. She had bronze in 89, silver in 90. Uh, she wrestled on the men's varsity team at UC Davis back when that was all you could do. And then uh, four U.S. world teams, three U.S. Open titles, uh, California Hall of Fame member, uh, and of course, the book behind her, uh, Afsoon Johnston. How are you? Thank you so much for coming on. It's an absolute honor to have you. And congratulations on your new book. Oh, thank you so much, Dan. It's a pleasure to be on with you. And I'm Really looking forward to it, and thank you for having me. Yeah, and um, I, I know I'm in Florida, but I hear that San Diego is one of the prettiest places in the world you can live. So I'm sure you're you, you love life out there. It's beautiful. And I do it? absolutely love <laughs> life out here. Although we have had a heat spell lately, so it's been uh, it's been super hot. But San Diego is absolutely gorgeous, and so yes, I invite anybody to uh that wants to come take a mini vacation here in san diego i highly recommend it that's awesome so um i i know that you're back involved with wrestling right uh, you were you're a physical therapist by trade my actually my mo mother-in-law retired from that my sister-in-law still does that uh her first uh the first time she worked it was out in california she went on one of these six month Four things that they do where you get to look at the yeah, country. The rotations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always really good to have a physical therapist in your family, I think. <laughs> yeah, especially so my son who's wrestling. So uh, pretty cool. But I know that your your kids are playing soccer or something, I read. Yeah, so they're they're all soccer players. I've got three kids. I have a, a son that um, is 18 and is supposed to be starting freshman year in college. And he actually got recruited for soccer and uh, got committed and signed on to play soccer at Cal Lutheran University. And uh, unfortunately, you know, with COVID, the season's so right now been on hold. We're hoping it doesn't get canceled altogether. We're hoping that they'll end up having, you know, a season kind of pushed back in spring. But so my son's a big soccer player and will be hopefully playing in college. And then um, I have two daughters that are only a year apart, which would have been perfect, perfect wrestler part, wrestling <laughs> partners for each other, right? So I would have loved for them to have wrestled, but uh, they they chose their dad. My husband's a soccer player, was a soccer player, and so they, they're also into soccer and they're they're playing, you know, at a at a pretty high level. And we'll see if they'll end up playing um, soccer in in college. But I'll tell you that the opportunities. Um, for kids to play college soccer aren't quite the same as the opportunities if girls want to pursue, uh, you know, wrestling in college because, um, and here's my plug for, for girls going out for wrestling, but there's so many, so many opportunities now, um, you know, with NCAA uh, adding women's wrestling um, to its three divisions. Um, it just right now is the perfect time. Um, if you have a daughter, get her in wrestling. Yeah, that's a great idea. Now, um, with, with soccer, ha have they been affected through this whole pandemic or because it's more of a, they have, no, they still have, you know, um, especially California where I live, you know, we're, we're unfortunately a state that's really been, um, just high numbers with, with COVID. And so pretty much everything has been shut down in youth sports and, um, you typically don't think of soccer as a contact sport like wrestling, but, um, but, you know, I think it's affected all sports. And so they're back practicing, but it's, it's individual practices. They have their own little spot with their own soccer ball and just doing technique work. But, um, you know, it's, we're hoping that as the numbers improve and as a nation, we get over this, this virus and start seeing some, you know, hope that, um, that hopefully all kids can return back to their sports because we, we need sports. And you know who needs sports more than kids is us parents who love watching them do their sports, right? Yeah, I miss it so much. <laughs> I, I, have yeah. to with you. I, I do miss it so much. Um, yeah. Tell, and, tell me, um, do, do, even though your kids uh, didn't, 
wrestle wrestle did you still wrestle with them did they still get to roll around with you did you still kind of teach them some moves just to absolutely absolutely like i think what's wrestling is in your blood i i, I compare it to like a disease right you got the disease and you can't get rid of it it's in your blood and so you know my kids would innocently walk past me and i you know i would trip them or i put them in a headlock or you know just couldn't help it once you're a wrestler you're always wrestler you, you, you tend to do that and you know that so they're they're kind of used to that now mom's a wrestler you know and uh and i did teach them some some moves and roll around with them and so they they enjoy it for fun but you know I'll, I'll tell you that the tough part with having my kids um following a sport that I was doing you know luckily I was able to have um, a lot of success with this sport and so I think when you have your kids everyone just automatically assumes like oh your mom wrestled she was good at it so you automatically have to be good and so that was tough on them you know because wrestling is a tough sport and it takes a long time before you can get like good at it and win some matches. You know, I think I was telling you, I, my first year wrestling, I lost every single match I ever wrestled, you know, and, um, it's not an easy sport. And so you don't come out of the womb, just knowing how to wrestle and be successful at it because a parent did it. And so, um, I really wanted my kids to, uh, pick a sport, something that was their own, and that they wouldn't have, always have to be in my shadows. And so, you know, they love soccer, they enjoy it. I, my biggest thing I tell my kids um, is I don't care what you do, I don't care what sport you pick, but you pick something and you work your ass, your butt off in it. You know, you-, you <laughs> I curse all the time on this show. I'm surprised, okay, good. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't gotten hate mail. <laughs> But right, so so you just you work you, you you work harder than anybody else, and you become the best at what you're doing, and you have passion about it, and and you know you try your best, and you work your hardest towards that goal. And so you know I, I am bummed that they didn't turn out to be wrestlers, but as long as they're they're pursuing their passion and their uh, sport, I'm I'm happy with it, and you know that's. That, well, I love watching and uh, and that was your husband's passion, right? Was soccer, so they do have a parent that obviously was was into that sport. But I I think soccer is I don't I don't know what it's like these days. I know um, my kids at a younger you know the fourteen eleven, but like when they were little little little, they were it was it was more baseball and little league was what the kids were doing. But I remember me growing up the first we never had a choice of a sport that you could do just all year round. It was just, you went to the park and, and, or the PAL and it was soccer in the fall. And then it was whatever in the winter. And then it was whatever in the spring. And then you went off to summer camp or whatever. So we didn't have these sports where you can go all year round, but I mean, soccer seemed to be that sport that everybody was doing when you were a certain age and the people that loved it stayed with it. And, yeah, but you know, I'll tell you what, a sport like soccer, the physical therapist in me doesn't like the fact that it is year round. Like I, I you see a lot of repetitive injuries. You see a lot of overuse injuries at the children this young. The physical therapist in me, I really think um, there's some cross training that kids need for that motor development. I think they need to be working all muscle groups and um, you know, involve flexibility in all muscle groups. And with a sport like soccer, as much as I love it, um, playing it year round that young, I think the physical therapist in me doesn't, doesn't always approve of that. Now, wrestling is a different story. I think wrestling and also gymnastics, I think those are sports that, um, you know, involve your entire body. They, they, they give you so much. Um, it, it's a wrestling and gymnastics are great cross trainers for any sport. But if you start with wrestling and thankfully now it's also available for girls where it used to be, you know, wrestling was something that you just put your son in at a young age, you know, now it's available. A lot of clubs have that, um, you know, welcoming to, to young girls as well, but it, 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 as a young um, athlete, it teaches you spatial awareness. It, it develops your entire body. It, it promotes flexibility. Um, it just really is a sport that um, 
that I really recommend even at a young age. Now, now the com competition part of it, <laughs> that part we have to watch. I don't recommend that till a little bit later as they're older, but you know, wrestling is a fun sport. Let them get in there, roll around, you know, learn their bodies, learn to wrestle. It's have fun with it. And I think it's a great sport to grow up with. Yeah. And, um, uh, super cool. I, you know, obviously your story is incredible. And I, I <clears throat> matter of fact, uh, I just went and bought the book because I was, I was reading, uh, I was reading an article cause I was doing my research and, uh, and the article stopped and I was like, wait a second, tell me more. Like it was so, you know, went from here to here to here. And then it was like, okay, get her book. And I'm like, Oh, God. Yeah, it was a teaser. I think they did yeah. that. But it was, so, it was so good and, um, you know, and, and obviously we can get into your story and everything, but first of all, your new book is out, uh, Afsun, uh, Iranian Girl Overcomes Adversity to Become an American Success Story, which is, which is super awesome. And uh, uh, please tell us, tell us about it. And I know, I know you had an amazing father, Manu, who wrestled and because uh, in Iran, that was what they did, right? So um, but anyway, tell us about your new book. Tell us, uh, tell us your story. I mean, I, I can go through everything here, but I'm sure you'll do it. Um, yeah, no, I would love to talk about the book. And it is, I, I'm really excited about the book because um, it, it not only has great wrestling stories in it, right? That like, I think every, um, every wrestler would enjoy whether you're, you're female or male. Um, so I definitely want to get this book in the, in the hands of the whole wrestling community. But also I think it has a really good human interest story. Um, and it has um, a lot of stories in there from um, my time in Iran. And I'll give you a little bit about it. I'm, you know, it's, it, it, it's interesting that the article you read kind of left you hanging and wanting more, which is a teaser to, to buy the book. And I do want everyone to, to purchase the book, but um, I will tell you a little bit about my life and um, hopefully it'll pique your interest um, to, to purchase the book. But um, I was born in Iran and um, uh, my father was a wrestler and, and, and wrestling is the national sport in Iran. Iranian wrestlers have always known to be, you know, great wrestlers around the world. And so, uh, my father was a wrestler and of course he wanted a son to follow up in his footsteps, a wrestler in the family to continue the tradition. And um, I'm an only child. And so <laughs> he looked at me and said, well, you know, I didn't get that son. I got a daughter and you're, you're, you're it. So you're my only hope for wrestling. So I don't care that you're a girl. Come on over. I'm going to teach you some, some wrestling moves. And so, um, you know, we would move the living room table in our um in our house and um on the persian rug you know my dad would teach me wrestling moves and my mom would referee the matches and you know how when you're young your dad like plays games with you or lets you beat him at games yeah so that's what my dad would do is he would let me beat him and i thought oh, i'm a good wrestler i you know he gave me that that confidence early on as a young girl and it really created a re really strong bond between my father and I. Um, and wrestling was what we had in common, you know? And so, of course, he, he would have loved to have um, me continue wrestling. But in Iran, um, during that time, we went through an Islamic revolution. Um, and when Iran went through that revolution, it was like um, the time was turned back 100 years. And women did not have at all um, any kind of rights, not the same rights as men. And, you know, men, um, uh, women had to be covered up and- um, Your book fell. I, I was like, oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so really there were no opportunities for women. And definitely my parents saw that their only child being a girl, that wasn't gonna be a good future for her. And so, that's when they decided to flee Iran and we came to United States actually as a political as political asylums. And there's a lot of stories within that and a lot of hardships and um, that you have to read in the book um, that I say in detail some stories that you wouldn't really even believe actually happened, you know, is that crazy. 
And so once we came to the United States, um, I wanted to be like the all-American girl and fit in, you know, and do the all-American girl thing. And so, um, you know, I had to learn the language very quickly because I didn't speak a single word of English at the time. And um, so I found because I was athletic, that's how ki other kids would accept me. And this is junior high years, right? Which kids can be so cruel and just is the worst awful like i think i'm still scarred from my junior high years you know and um people these junior high kids would ask me you know you don't speak english what nationality are you and i would say i'm iranian and they would say oh you're a terrorist get out of our country you're you're you know you're a terrorist because iran at that time was not a like you didn't want to be Iranian. That was a bad word, right? Because it was right after the American hostage crisis and, and, and the revolution, what Iran had turned into. And so those were really tough times as a teenage girl for me in this new country. And it was an amazing, beautiful country with lots of opportunity, but there were hardships as an immigrant. And, um, and so athletics is where I finally found my acceptance where other kids would accept me, you know, no one would talk to me, but then when it, it came time to like pick teams, they would somewhat pick me because like, okay, well maybe she can, she's athletic. She can help our team, but just don't talk to her. Well, <laughs> and, and tell, I mean, tell that story, how you first got, how you first fit in. Yeah. So, okay. So lots of different fun stories. So to fit in, I thought I'll, I'll go out for the, cheerleading team, right? Because that's what what popular girls in, in <laughs> high school did in America. And so um, I did that. And then it was, you know, um, the cheerleaders during the wrestling season um, became what we called stat girls. So they would, you know, keep the stats for the wrestling and whatnot. And, and I was like, well, I know this wrestling. I know what they're doing. And why should I be cheering for them? I want to go and wrestle with them. And so one day, and you know, it's interesting how you look back and like, there might be a defining moment in your life, that, right? In your life that you don't know at the time. And it's not till like years later where you go, wow, if that moment hadn't happened, my life would have been completely different. And then this and this and this and that wouldn't have happened, right? And I would have had a great bug, right? You'd be a stat girl for like the NFL or something. <laughs> <laughs> right? I would be a cheerleader, but oh gosh. But, <laughs> but so what happened, this defining moment that I'm talking about, and it's again more detailed in the book, but basically what was happening was my, my friend and I, she was a cheerleader. We were walking outside um, after, after school, and the wrestlers were were waiting for the wrestling room to open to go in and start their practice. And so my friend and I were walking by and this this wrestler who, I, you know, he was the captain at the time and whatnot. And he starts kind of teasing my friend. And I don't know why I decided to speak up, but I was like, hey, leave her alone. And he goes, oh, yeah, what are you going to do about it? And. I don't know what on earth possessed me, but he was standing like perfectly staggered legs, you know, on this grassy patch. And I just, without thinking, I just blasted him with a double leg. And, <laughs> you know, recall from what my dad had taught me back in the day. And I just blasted him with this double leg and, double leg and took him right to his back. And the rest of the wrestlers around him were like, oh, look, she took him down. <laughs> She can, she went like, you know what I mean? And yeah. so he's like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. I want to rematch. Yeah, I wasn't, I want to rematch. And I so, wasn't ready. <laughs> I was ready, exactly. So we start wrestling and um, I mean, he's a good wrestler and I was just first, you know, I knew my wrestling just from what my dad had taught me, but that was never serious, but I knew some techniques. I'm wrestling with him. And so afterwards he's like, you really, dude, you, you know what you're doing. You really, you, you know how to, have to wrestle. Why don't you go out for the wrestling team? And I was like, you know, still sassy. Well, maybe I will. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> yeah, so I guess I went home that day and I told my dad, hey, dad, um, I want to go out for the wrestling team. Oh, and this was the greatest day of his life, right? Right, 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 right. You know, There's my son. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's, 
definitely not your your typical Iranian father, right? So, and his like thick Iranian accent, he's like, oh, that's great, that's great, let's, you know. And so, so I approached, so the next day at high school, I went and approached the, the wrestling coach, um, Dave Shade. And, and mind you, Independence High School, where I went, was like a powerhouse of a wrestling program. Like they had one state, they had produced like, amazing amazing wrestling um just figures such as like eric guerrero you know he graduated independence high school marco sanchez he graduated the palomino brothers like anyone that's in wrestling's for a long time they've heard these names and that's that's you know dave schultz used to come inside our wrestling room and teach us the leg lace you know bobby douglas would come in and and so we had this like amazing wrestling program at independence high school and so i approached this coach and um and I go, yeah, I want to go out for your wrestling team. You know, and I think I was still wearing my cheerleading outfit. <laughs> and he looks at me, he goes, huh. And I'm sure his like, the wheels in his head are spinning. Like, how do I handle this situation? And, and he goes, well, you know, legally, because of Title IX, I can't stop you from wrestling. But, you know, we have a really hard wrestling program. And I don't think, I'm not sure a girl can hack it. And, um, and let me talk to your father, by the way, you know? And yeah. so, okay. <laughs> so, does he know that he's an Iranian world chick, whatever, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I think that whole conversation went very differently than, than he had expected. <laughs> so sure enough, I, I get on the team and, um, and you know, I guess that the, the rest is history. I mean, it was definitely not easy and, uh, but the guy that you the guy that you blast double tell everybody who it was oh yeah so then later come to find out it's marco sanchez who later goes on to you know wrestle for asu and and then make the the olympic team for puerto rico so you know it just and and he was you know and still is a huge um really good friend big part of my life but had it not been for him you know i'm mean, not i've ever wrestled i'm surprised when you went to talk to the coach I'm sure at that age, he wasn't going to go up to the coach and be like, she just kicked my ass in the <laughs> But No, you know what he did do? He did go kind of speak up for me. And then he told the coach, coach, I, I think she might, she might know a few moves. Like she might, she might know something. Yeah, we should give her a chance. And, and so, how awesome is that? That's great. Yeah. And, but, you know, I, I did definitely have to prove myself in the beginning. And um, because all joking aside, uh, not only was I representing myself, but I had to prove that girls could wrestle, right? And that a girl wasn't coming out for wrestling just to goof around and whatnot, that I, I had a passion for the sport and I loved the sport. And just because I was a girl didn't mean that I couldn't have that same love for the sport and, and want to want to do that sport. And so, um, what I mean by having to prove myself, like I just knew I couldn't quit no matter what. I couldn't, um, I couldn't give up and I couldn't let them see me, you know, just break down. And no matter what it took, I just had to keep, keep going. And wrestling is a tough sport as it is. But uh, man, I think you hang it with it. It teaches you such amazing life lessons. Oh yeah, like you needed any more at that age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, it's really cool. So. So born in Iran, of course, we did dad and stuff. So you moved to the U.S. Um, so you, you make the team. First of all, that plane flight coming over the United States. And, and yes. you, guys, you guys, that's when you were fleeing, right? That's when you were. Yes, that was exactly. That was the first time. Leaving. And there was more, more folks on there. It wasn't just you two fleeing. It was. Yeah, that's so you'll, you'll read more about it in the book. But basically what was happening was my mom and I were fleeing first. Um, and then, you know, the plan was for my dad to hopefully be able to flee Iran and join us later. And there was so much uncertainty and we weren't sure if I would ever see my father again, what would happen if we would get caught or all of that. So there was a lot. I don't know if you've seen the movie Argo where, you know, they're trying to to watch the movie, it's interesting, but it was similar to that, to try to flee Iran and do you get caught, do you not? But my mom and I left Iran first. And so we were on, um, on the airplane and um, 
I remember being a young girl, and of course, you know, in Iran, every, all the women had to abide by by the Islamic hijab, which means like we had to be completely covered up, right? With um, with what we call the chador, but basically it's like a burqa, which covers your hair, and you know, women weren't allowed to like wear makeup or perfume or, you know, really directly look into another guy's eyes, like you had to look down. And so women really had to be, you know, very subservient in that way. And so we're on this flight leaving Iran um, and starting really my new life. And um, so as the plane takes off and it, it, you know, it is entering international air and um, all of a sudden you hear like the airplane, like ding, Ding, you know, that it's now you're free to roam about the cabin. Yeah. And all of a sudden you see all the women getting up and there's like this big old line to the bathroom. And I'm like looking down the airplane, um, our plane um, aisle, and I see all the women lined up to go in the bathroom. And one by one, as they go inside the, the bathroom in the air aircraft, they come back out and you see a completely different look. You see these women with their hijab off, their hair done, their makeup, you know, smelling like perfume and looking like these beautiful women that have been undercover for all of these years, you know, and it was almost like they had, you know, gotten their wings and, and are flying and free, you know, mm -hmm. and it was, it was a pretty amazing sight to see. Like, I remember my eyes getting really big and asking my mom, like, are those the same women? You know, because they're going in and it's like like Superman with the telephone booth. You know, they're going in and then coming out. That's what I was thinking <laughs> when I was reading that article. I was thinking the same thing. First, I, uh, I was like Superman going in there. We yeah, probably super women. Yeah, super women finally getting there, you know. So when, when you, um, now, you know, I guess rewind, fast forward from that point, rewind from this point, but you, you end up making the wrestling team and, and you're a junior and, and obviously Coach Shade had, at this point loves you, uh, has a son that's competing at, at the highest level at that time. Yeah, and that's right. Yeah, you picked up on that, huh? Yeah, his son wrestled for um, box catcher with Dave Schultz and Mark Schultz and all of them. And, and then Coach Perez was also a coach at Independence High School. And he had, and you'll read stories about him. He had a huge impact and he was really someone that came hands on and, 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 and helped me um, train me and have, you know, support me because not too many coaches did back then, right? Oh, and you're a junior in high school and he takes you off to the U.S. trials because I guess it's 1988 and the worlds are going to be in 89 and it's the first time that ladies are going to represent USA, right? In right, the exactly. Yeah, 1989 uh, was the first world championships and, ever. For and you got to be thinking, good Lord, I'm a junior in high school. I'm going to this and you end up, they only, only five girls make it and you made it. I mean, tell the story. That's incredible. Yeah. So for me, oh my goodness, that was so surreal. So let me tell you a little bit um, of a pre-story to that, right? So when I was actually wrestling in high school, um, I got ridiculed so much and so much negativity. There was so many people against girls wrestling. And so I remember even an article in the newspaper where back in those days, like our, your information was in the white pages, right? And so people saw um, my name and my last name and looked my, my family up in the white pages and would call my house with like threatening phone calls to my father and me like, you know, what do you think letting your daughter wrestle and girls shouldn't be wrestling. And, and so I, I, it was a fight for me. And I never thought that like me wrestling, like people really made it seem like you're a sideshow or you're weird for doing this, or just, you know, gave me a lot of, lot of negativity. And so all of a sudden for me, like in high school, like I loved wrestling, like instead of having posters of um, rock stars or singing bands or whatever up on my wall. I had had pictures of like, you know, Tim Vanny and Bruce Baumgartner and John Smith and like all these, you know, my wrestling heroes, right? And so all of a sudden girls wrestling gets into, women's wrestling gets into the world championships and I make that world team and I'm now set to go compete at the world championships. And it's the same venue and same place. It was Martini, Switzerland. And I'm wrestling on one mat and next to me, John Smith is competing, you know? And so 
not only was I awestruck and starstruck because these are the same guys whose posters I've had on my, you know, on my wall throughout high school, but I'm, I'm competing and I'm wrestling like alongside them at the same venue, just one mat over. And, um, and for me, it was amazing because it, it legitimized it, you know, it just made me finally realize like all these years that these last four years of high school that people were telling me you're weird for doing this and you know girls don't wrestle and getting death threats really for wanting to do this and now all of a sudden I'm wrestling in the biggest stage in the world for my sport you know and it's and people are watching it and people are coaching it and I'm they're giving me a medal for it and so um, it was definitely just a moment I will never forget and so surreal for me and earning that medal I you know never thought about it never occurred to me that someday it would be you know a historical world medal for United States but yeah. um, it's really and then, you know three of you girls got medals so three out of the five girls went there and and did right. their job right right yeah. and I was the first weight class so I was the first weight class up to compete <laughs> yeah, so she's the first medalist ever <laughs> well I got it the you know the same day or whatever but because she was the first one <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. That yeah. I never really knew right? that until like Gary Abbott. Gary Abbott wrote um, wrote an article about that, and 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 I gotta put in a plug for Gary Abbott who, with USA Wrestling. I mean, he's always supported women's wrestling from the very very start. And Rich Bender at the time was was an intern. Now he's the executive director. But like those guys had the vision ahead of time, and they were supporter of women's wrestling in a time where you know, women's wrestling wasn't even a thing. And so, um, yeah, I want to definitely give a shout out to those guys. And there were a lot of guys that like, even though it wasn't a popular thing to support women's wrestling, and they really had to stick their neck out on the line for us. Um, they supported women's wrestling and it isn't, you know, and it's because of those guys really that women's wrestling has come as far as it has. Like a coach like Terry Steiner, who's the national coach, um, I mean, he gives his all to, to, to promoting women's wrestling. And we, you know, early on those opportunities weren't there, whereas now they are. So we're hoping that like, you know, with the support that we have now, we can continue to increase the numbers and grow women's wrestling even more. My, my dream, my hope would be to see, um, you know, a girls wrestling program in every high school and, you know, every state. That's, uh an incredible dream and, and I hope I hope it happens as well um yeah. what um I did I, I got to I, I called Gary Abbott I don't know like a month ago I I have I had no idea who he was you know <laughs> I, I had Barry Davis on that's a whole funny story that I'll tell you but I had Barry Davis on and then he got off and you know at the time it's like two months ago you know I'm halfway into this whole thing and I'm and I'm just messaging people same way I messaged you like, Hey, we want to come on my show. I mean, that's how I'm getting people. Right. And, uh, he comes on. Well, I send him a message. I'm like, Hey, I got some spots open. And he says, here, call this guy. He's at USA wrestling. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then he sent me big capital letters. Make sure you do your research before you call him. So yeah. I did that. And the reason I did that, the reason he did that and touche, I deserved it is because so somebody referred, uh, Ryan Lancaster, I think his name is, he referred me Lee Kemp. And I'm like, oh my God, I've got Lee Kemp coming on, right? So now I have, right. So uh, I, I, I've messaged so many people, a DM trying to get someone to come on. So I don't remember who I, you know, at the time I was just, I'd be up till two in the morning, just sending DMs out, right? So I'm sitting here and I'm talking to Lee Kemp. My heart's beating fast. I'm like, oh my God. Because even though I'm not a wrestler and never was a wrestler, I lived in America. I mean, if you lived in America in the 80s, you knew who Lee Kemp was. I mean, he was in every magazine, every book. They talked about him everywhere. He was Lee Kemp, right? I don't know how else to describe it, right? So, yeah. so I knew. So I'm talking to her. I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm talking to Lee Kemp. My hands are sweating. I'm just, wow. He's the um, nicest guy too. Yeah. Kind of like how I am right now talking to you. <laughs> I'm not a no Lee Kemp, trust me. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and, and so I get off and my, my phone rings and it's a Facebook phone call. You know how that you can call through Facebook, I guess. And, and I pick, it's Barry Davis. Hey, yeah, you messaged me one day. You want, you want me to be on your show? Who are you? I'm like, um, <laughs> I'm show. and I'm like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Barry Davis. I'm like, okay, I've messaged a lot of people. 
are you a coach? Like, what do you do? This is me. <laughs> so I'm like, That's he's awesome. like, uh, yeah, um, I'll look you up. And he hangs up on me. And I'm like, oh, that didn't go well. You know, but I just got done. All the, I'm, I'm not thinking about it. I'm like, that didn't go well. So I, I look him up and I'm like, do my research first. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. This is like one of the top five wrestlers in our, in USA history. Coach, one of the top, I'm like, whoops. So I, I message Bud Hennenbaugh and I'm, cause Bud's been a real great supporter. And I'm like, Hey man, I think I just stuck my foot in my mouth. Uh, this guy called me and he's like, oh, I got you. Don't worry. So then we got back in touch and the rest of history came on the show. So when he sent me that number, he put in big capital letters, do your research first. Touche. I deserve that. I get it. Well-deserved shot coach. I'm like, shots fired. I get it. Uh, so oh, that's funny. But that's been kind of my story. Like I've met people like, and I'm like, I didn't even realize the level of who I was meeting. And then that was that. So I called him and um, it was crazy. He gave me a USA number. I call, I get a receptionist. I, or whoever it is that answers the phone. And she's like, oh my God, tell me what you're doing again. I'm like, oh, I'm wrestling, show, whatever. And she puts me through to him. And um, I haven't heard back from him yet, but I hope one day I will. Uh, he said he was going to look at my show because I, I said, you know, I'd love to do something with, with you guys, whatever. I just want to get more people on so that the sport can get heard. Yeah, no, Gary Abbott is awesome. And he's always got a, you know, place in my heart because he was a supporter of us from even the very, very beginning. And he's, you know, always looked to give us equal coverage um, to the guys, even from, from day one. So he's a yeah, good guy. How awesome is that? And, uh, you know, interesting. So, so you, you got done with high school, you went off to college. And then as you started to compete at the world level, you could no longer compete in college, but you were allowed to still practice and wrestle and train, I was reading. Exactly. Uh, but when you got onto the world level and started to travel the world, because obviously now wrestling was giving back to you, right? Like you were yes. like, look at where I get to go. Have you, have you been back to Iran? No. So, um, so here's an interesting thing with-, with can, I, can I ask that question? I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. I was just thinking about it. I was like, I wonder if she's ever been back there and wrestled like that. Yeah, oh. no, you know, because we left as political asylums and, um, you know, obviously I'm a U.S. citizen um, now, but still, I, I always worry that um, if I do go back to Iran, um, you know, I mean, the regime still hasn't, um, hasn't changed. And I think it's, it's definitely gotten better than what I experienced. And during the, that time, it was also the Iran-Iraq war, which, you know, was during a wartime. So it was, it was really traumatic and hectic and turbulent in the country. But whereas now it's gotten better, but, but still, um, you know, so a few years back, so things have definitely improved and gotten better. So a few years back, I heard that Iran actually is starting a women's wrestling team, right? Which this is something that I never, ever imagined I would see in my lifetime, right? Because here, even in the United States, I was getting death threats and being told you're, you're, you're girls wrestling, then girls don't wrestle, you know? And then, and then now in my lifetime, seeing a, my, my, my country like Iran, who, who women had no rights in even just as citizens. And now they're having a, a women's wrestling team. And so I can't tell you what that means to me and how uh, emotional that makes me. I mean, that just, again, talk about it, legitimizing what we're, you know, and how far we've come. Um, and so I, I, I so want to go back and, and meet these women, right, in person and say, oh my gosh, you're, you're an Iranian woman and you're wrestling and there's a wrestling team now and, and let me help and let me be a part of you and let me coach you. But um, I still, I'm, I'm still not, I mean, because there's still a lot of limitations, right? Because just recently you said that women in Iran couldn't even attend men's soccer games they couldn't attend they can't they couldn't go into a stadium to watch soccer because it's men's soccer so women didn't even have that that right um up till ju just just a few months ago you know and so um 
there's a lot of um, women's activists and, and, and women, Iranian, great strong Iranian women that are fighting for those causes. And so we're getting more opportunities, but still women's wrestling in Iran, um, women obviously are only wrestling women um, in gyms where it's only women allowed. So there's men cannot um, watch or be, you know, be involved in any way in this women's program. So th that's why I would love to go back and give back and, and, and help out. But at the same time, with all the limitations and the risks, I'm not quite sure. It was just a matter of time before all these amazing Iranian men had daughters, right? That were wrestling. Yes. yes. The national sport or it is the national sport. I mean, not every man is having a daughter saying, hey, you got to go be a princess, right? I mean, they- Right, and, and that the other thing is that the father's supporting their daughters in that, you know, like my father did and saying, you know, yeah, I love this sport. And just because you're a girl, um, I'm not going to stop you from, from following something that, that you have a passion about and love doing and let me support you. And so, you know, it's that shift in mentality. Um, you know, I was talking with Terry Steiner just the other day and, um, someone asked the question that how do you handle, um, you know, these still some coaches out there that, that don't allow for, I shouldn't say allow, but don't support girls on their program or in their wrestling rooms. And how do you change that, that um, mentality and shift it to where, you know, um, they realize that girls wrestling would only help men's wrestling and men's wrestling helps women's wrestling and you know we're one sport let's help each other out and um, we become more united and stronger if we're together on this and so you know it, it surprised me that there's still that mentality even here in the united states that there are still some coaches or some fathers that still go well it's okay for my son but not my daughter and so yeah, I, i'm hoping that changes i think some coaches too i and um, I could be incorrect and uh, I hope I'm saying this the right way, but I think some coaches, it's not because they don't want girls in their program or it's not because they don't want to see that. They're so worried about the, the kickback, you know, the throwback, the, the parent coming and saying, oh, you know, that's it. I'm taking my son out or that's it. You're not having a program or that's it. And, it's, and they just go, you know what? I just want to avoid that. So instead of Right, instead of doing the right thing, right? Which it really we're talking about. Um, I mean, it's tough. Look at those coaches and those guys that had to put their neck out on the line for me back then. And had they not done that, I wouldn't have ever been able to accomplish and have the success I did today if it wasn't for those guys. And in fact, my um, uh, California Hall of Fame induction in my speech, I made sure to thank, and that was a big part of my speech, like, I really owe it to the sacrifice of like, look at those boys in high school that didn't want to wrestle me because look, it was a no win situation for those boys, right? I beat a girl. Oh, my friends are going to tease me. You beat a girl. You get boys. beat by the girl even worse. Exactly. That's again, that's what I'm saying. It's a no win situation for them. You get beat by a girl. Forget it. Don't show up to school the next day. Right. So, but those boys, despite that, made the sacrifice. And as hard as it was, they looked at me and said, well, she's an athlete. I'm not gonna look at her as a girl. And there's not an all girls wrestling yet. So I'm gonna respect her as an athlete and I'm gonna go and treat her just as I would any other opponent. And, and give her a good match and hopefully I'll beat her. And you know what, if she beats me, then boy, I better get my ass back in the training room and work even harder the next day, you know, so that doesn't happen again. Well, I just so, saw, um, I saw a comment by Skylar Grote. So, I, you know, she's in New Jersey training right now, whatever. And she said, uh, I wrestled, I wrestled a boy yesterday, but I just came back and now he refuses to wrestle me. Or so, something to that extent. Uh, Skylar, if you hear this, I totally kibosh that my bad. But Something to the extent like now he won't shake my hand, he won't look at me, he won't get on the mat with me. Yeah, and so you're going to get a lot of that, right? But you're also going to get a lot of like, again, that's who I think is those boys that despite that did come back and were willing to wrestle. 
And, you know, and again, like I said, those coaches that made their wrestlers go, no, you go treat her just as another opponent and go, go wrestle her. And, you know, and so I, I realize it's tough for, for coaches that they might get, you know, whatever from the parents or other wrestlers or whatever, but the right thing to do is we need to grow women's wrestling and, and hopefully someday girls are just wrestling girls. I mean, we're seeing that now on the world level and, and the collegiate level and, um, and hopefully in high school level, we'll see programs where no longer girls will have to wrestle on a boys team, but that girls will have their own team and girls are wrestling against other girls, high school wrestling teams. But until that day, these coaches and these boys are going to make that have to make those sacrifices and do the right thing and support it. I'm laughing because of, and first of all, yes, I agree. And well said, and, 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 yeah, I, I understand. I understand that women should be treated equally. And I understand that if somebody wants to do whatever they want to do, they should be allowed to do it. Um, and, you know, you can't help, but, see that it is happening where coaches are afraid to do it and they might have daughters they might have girls in the family sisters but they're so afraid of what may happen because of it and and that's something that we need to get past and and I think it's been great I've only like I said I've been in the sport a short time but talking to girls um not even that you know you go way back to like one of the first ever to make it happen right but there's there's even young girls today that are in college that I talk to that say, man, I wish I would have had opportunities to, to wrestle other girls in high school, to be able to, to start doing some freestyle or to be able to understand how to, how to wrestle differently because when they got to college and now they were only wrestling girls, they really had to change their style because wrestling a boy is different. And um, yeah, uh, so we've come a long way. We have come a long way. But yes, we still have a ways to go. Yes. And uh, I was laughing back to that because AJ Greaves. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, yes, I love AJ. Yeah, he remembers me from my wrestling days in high school, I think. Yeah, she. Uh, he. He? Yeah. He, AJ Greaves. Sorry, AJ Greaves. He said, I think I witnessed Afsoon retire a few guys, LOL. <laughs> and then he said witnessed unfortunately i witnessed it at the 2015 world championships here in vegas pack of good old boys you know doing their bullshit in the stands uh bill crumb shouted you out uh uh bill crumb dr marco sanchez was on the 20 and under u.s team for us and a team leader uh so happy you got f soon on she and I spent a lot of time on USA Wrestling Board, one of the real pioneers of our sport. Oh, so, very cool. So people are watching. Pretty cool for me. Yeah. 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 No, it is. It's really cool. Oh, that, uh, that warms my heart. Yeah. And um, so, you know, we'll get into the 10 questions because we can sit here and talk for hours, I'm sure. But I don't want to give away, like, a lot of the stuff in the book. But if you, um, you want to hear some crazy stories, I mean little girls getting uh, lined up in firing squad style at elementary school ages and, and listen to the stories of that stuff happening and what, what they were being told to do, how they were being told to think. Hey, I mean, this is all in the book. Um, and it's insane to think that uh, how, how crazy it, it is to, that people that are supposed to be getting brainwashed aren't and they're able to make a make an escape and, and create the life that you lived. And um, that's just so cool. Did your, did your parents still keep the Iran, the Iranian culture involved? Like, did they still the food and, and the prayer and the language, did they try to keep that culture for you or was it, we need to adapt to where we are now? Um, no, they tried to still keep the culture for me. Um, you know, I am Iranian American and, and very proud of that. Um, being a teenager in the United States, I was going to become Americanized, you know, and yeah. so, um, so that was the easy part. The hard part was, you know, still um, for me to, to remember the language, Farsi, and still enjoy the food. My, my mom's tried teaching me to cook it. It's, it's not easy. Yeah, like, I cook hamburgers now, mom, chicken wings. Uh, I got kids, that means tater tots, chicken nuggets, pizza rolls, 
That's how we feed them, America. Yeah. That's how we feed them. It's funny, you know, if I go, my, my wife is Hispanic. So if I go to her parents' house, none of the food is American, for say. It's all rice and beans or Spanish. You know, it's got that flavor in it, right? But if you if if my wife cooks, it's it's American style. It's chicken or it's pork or it's whatever, right? So uh, I'm sure culturally, when when you and your family would, would go there, it'd be like, ah, you've got whatever kufta or whatever they call it, and con yeah. and con. And I tried to look up all this stuff to try to ask you questions, and I gave up. I was like, oh my god, I can't pronounce half of the stuff on here. So I'm just gonna give up. Yeah, no, Persian food is is delicious. It's it's really good. My, my husband is American, right? He's American and, and and he enjoys it. And uh it's funny when he comes to family gatherings, you know, he doesn't it was we still try to speak Farsi when with my family and with um my parents. And so he hears like, you know, all this blah 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 firing, blah 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 firing. He's like, what are you guys saying about me? So hey, wait a second. <laughs> Yeah, I like, there was sweet naan, baked naan, fried naan, non big, non small, non in <laughs> potatoes, non and whatever. I was like, I'm, I'm going to have none of this. I can't figure it out. <laughs> yeah, no, Persian food's delicious. Yeah, yeah it, it looked really good. There was like 50 meals and uh, I mean, it, it looked pretty neat. I think I, did I have, I had somebody on the show who was a, was it from Iran? He was a wrestler. He was on like the world team or something. I gotta look. I'm telling you, Iranian wrestlers, the, the, the wrestling's in Iranian's blood. <laughs> yeah, I think I had him. He was, but he, I think he said he had to move to France or something. Yeah, I mean, during the revolution, it was crazy, crazy times. We, you know, Iranians, I think, tried fleeing every which way they could. And, and, and actually, in the, in the book, um, Dan Gable has written the foreword to the book, right? And he talks about Iranian wrestlers in there as well, so. Oh, very cool. Well, this has nothing to do with Iran, but I'm gonna ask you the 10 questions. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. Let's do it, let's do it. And that's first of all, wow, wow, how cool is it to meet you? I mean, that's so cool. Thank you so much for coming on. I know, oh. I know you probably get hit up by tons and tons of people. Um, for you to say yes to me was just, when you said yes, I was like, Oh my God, she said yes. Well, so that the funny thing with that too, you know, I told you like I had to kind of do my research and and, and ask a few of my sources like, is this um, is this a you know is this a good good person to interview with, good person to go on the show? And they they all gave that thumbs up and the green light. So and that's crazy to me because <laughs> my sources like I'm like people are getting sources on my show. I like that's pretty cool. Like oh shit, people are watching. So. I'm humbled by it. I really am. I hope it's making a difference, but thank you so much. That's cool. So having a wrestling show, I, you know, we need those. We need, we need wrestling more in the, in, in the media. Yeah. Well, I'll try I'll keep trying to do my best. I can't wait till I can get into clubs and tournaments. That'll be fun. Uh, all right. Well, you know, the first one, Belmont Park or SeaWorld? <laughs> oh, being a San Diegan and having young kids, I've spent a lot of time at Belmont Park and uh, I love Belmont Park. It's got, you know, it's got the roller coasters, it's got the fun things, but it's got the beach right there too. So uh, also for good training, if you want a good, good beach run, that's the place to go. It's the place to go. There we go. All right. Funk roll or leg lace? Leg lace. Absolutely for me, leg lace. That back in the day before the rules were as, as it was, um, you know, you got one leg lace and it was like a 15 point tech and you could just lace it all over the place. So that was my, I love that move, go-to move. And also I'll tell you a little fact that my leg lace that I did, I learned from Dave Schultz himself at the, in, inside the independence wrestling room. So, I mean, when Dave Schultz teaches you his wrestling, his, his leg lace, you listen. that's my favorite move. <laughs> well, it obviously worked out for you. <laughs> um, San Diego Zoo or San Diego Bay, I guess I wrote. Mm -hmm. I think uh, well, the zoo, the San Diego Zoo is world famous, 
right? I mean, it is world famous. And, um, and it just opened up even, um, you know, with COVID, they just opened up. And so I would say San Diego Zoo, it is amazing. I've been to a lot of different zoos throughout the world, but I'm telling you in my own backyard, the San Diego Zoo is world famous. And it's like, you can't even get through it in a whole day, so. Oh, so cool. Um, waist roll or chest lock? Anything that scores. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. There's, no, there's no rules for this game, so you can say whatever you want. Oh. Yeah, whichever one you can score with, that one. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, the Birch Aquarium or the Maritime Museum? Ah, you know, I'll say the Birch Aquarium. Here's a little fun fact. The reason being, um, my kids, I mean, being from San Diego, we're right by LA, right? And so for little side jobs, I got them into the, the, the talent industry to do, you know, little commercials and um, like little movie things and print jobs and things like that figured, you know, make some money and they can put it away for college. And so the Bishop Aquarium was one that hired my kids to do, uh, to do a commercial for them. So I would say that for sure. The aquarium it is. <laughs> the high C or the foot sweep? Oh, you know, my day, I did a lot of high C. I think my, the high C was my, my go-to move. Yeah. Um, in fact, my, my coach used to always, my, Coach Perez, my high school coach, would have, yeah, hey, hi, Afsun, you're high C. <laughs> so. I love it. Uh, Coronado Beach or Sunset Cliffs? Oh my gosh. Can I tell you on a daily basis, I drive to th both those places. Again, oh, having teenage kids like that's their go-to places and you know teenage kids they love to do their little selfies and so those are both spots where they look like they're hanging off the cliff right yeah, yeah. Mom, like, what are you doing no mom it's just well, i hacked into my son's instagram um page and i found that he did like a backflip or a flip off of like sunset cliffs and you know how dangerous that is and those are the things oh, you out later oh. So after you got done grounding him. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, eight, uh, head and arm throw or suplex? Oh, I love both those moves. But again, the head and arm was was my go-to move. And here's the interesting thing. I used to love to hit, hit the head and arm. Uh, okay, so first of all, everybody knew like, okay, she, she's got a good head and arm. So they had already kind of, you know, known that I would hit a head and arm. So I had to switch it up. So my last few years, my career, I learned the sweet head and arm from the offside, from my left side, which no one was expecting. And so I would set it up on the right and people would think that that's where it's coming from. And they would adjust and I would hit it from the left side, from the other side. So that's head and that's arm. like, I was reading, um, I was like, no, I think I was talking to another girl and she said, I really had this, this single was I, I would always get this single and then people started, people started knowing it was coming and right. then so now she would step that way but then she would hit the other side. Exactly, so, same uh, thing. Mm -hmm. San Diego Bay or Coronado Island? So I think Coronado Island, um, there's a lot to do and that many vacation to San Diego I was telling you people about you guys make it out to San Diego hit Coronado. Awesome. Yes. I, uh, all right. Last but not least, hip toss or ankle pick? <laughs> both. Oh, love <laughs> and it. Both. And if you can get, get it in the same match against the same opponent, more power to you. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> okay. One more question. Not one of these questions, but uh, I know you, uh, you stepped away from wrestling for many years. And now over the last couple of years, you've jumped back into it. Um, how, how awesome has it been or, or how much did you realize you missed it? And, and yeah, you see yourself ever going away from it again? Yeah, no, really good question. Um, so, you know, all those years of me wrestling and competing, and then, you know, here's the other thing as, as a, as a, as a woman, as you know, you get married and you have kids and you think, well, you can't do both you can't wrestle and you know you've got to go focus on your family now and um so 
that's what I had thought, right? And it, and it, when I stepped away from wrestling, it was like, it was like that itch, you know, like you, you can scratch or like, you know, it was just like, avoid that was something was missing. Part of the puzzle was missing. I never felt whole, if that makes sense. Like, and I couldn't put my finger on it. Like, I didn't know what it was that was missing. And so when I came back into wrestling, it was like that aha moment, like finally that itch had been scratched. Finally, that last piece of the puzzle fit perfectly. You know, finally, it was like that realization that, wait, just because I'm a wife, just because I'm a mom, just because I wrestled and then retired, doesn't mean wrestling can't still be a huge part of my life. And it really felt like I felt so complete, I think is the best way to describe it. And, and I would really encourage like, all wrestlers, but especially female wrestlers, women's wrestlers, our future of our sport depends on us coming back and giving back to the sport. So just because you go and have your career, you go and get married, or you go and have kids, come back and support the sport that has given you so much and that you love, you know, and not everybody can go out and coach and not everybody can go and serve on different committees. But I tell you what, everybody could encourage and take their kids to a wrestling tournament and watch some wrestling or everybody can tune into wrestling or everybody can, you know, in some way still keep wrestling in their households. And so, especially for women wrestlers, I will say, don't walk away from the sport, come back, give back and still keep wrestling in your life forever. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, and word is there's some, there's a wave of young women the word is that they are the best we've ever seen coming up and we're going to see yeah. some, um, some great women wrestlers. Uh, that, that's the word I get on the show when I talk to men and women. Um, mm -hmm. They say, wait till you see this, this wave that's coming up. Yeah. Talented girls that are in our youth programs right now that are in our club programs that are in our high schools, our prep schools. Yes. Uh, even some are already up at the USA Center. Uh, you guys call it the the, the OTC, the Olympic Training Center. Yes, and um, that's uh, that's pretty cool. And, and regional training centers as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've seen it with my own eyes. I watch some of these matches nowadays, and I'm like, wow. In fact, I'll tell you, at the last Olympic trials and some of the last, even the last California State Championships last year that I went and watched. Um, you see how the audience has shifted. They're watching the, the so there's mats, you know, where the men's wrestling's on one mat and then alongside it is the women's matches. And people, the audience are more tuned into the women's wrestling because just the technique, the caliber, the excitement, the, the throws, you know, it's just, it's, it's wow. And people are watching it and appreciating it. And girls wrestling has come a long ways in the technique and speed. And, but that's also because of the support of those men and those coaches that have provided and opened up their wrestling room and, and their coaching and their, you know, training. So it's, it's yeah, I can't wait. They sanctioned, uh, they sanctioned it here in Florida. So uh, not for this year, but next season it starts. Um, well, it's been, it's been here, but it starts at that level. And, and yeah, and we're trying to get it sanctioned in every single state. And really there shouldn't be a reason where women's wrestling at this point, girls wrestling shouldn't be a sanctioned sport in every single state. In the United States, so whatever state's not on board yet, come on, get on board already. Yeah, what the heck? But yeah, I'm excited because I've heard stories about, you know, the women have had their state tournament, but it's, it's, you know, it's not sanctioned, it's not this, so it's it was never at the level of where we go to the the boys state championship, and it's huge. Well, word is the girls are going to come and they'll be wrestling in the same gym, in the same room, in the same. And, and I've heard that they do a lot of dancing and singing and partying and having so much fun off the mat. And they said it's a real good show and a good time and not only good wrestling, but they entertain. And uh, they said it's really going to make a difference as far as the crowd that comes in, the people that love the sport. Exactly. Uh, and, and, and it is. Girls wrestling is going to help boys wrestling, you know. It, and the coaches need to realize that. The coaches that are against this realize that if you don't get on board, guess what? Your program might be cut. I mean, I don't know if you've heard, but in California, Stanford, which is Stanford University, you know, and it's tradition with, with wrestling and their program gets cut, you know, which 
I'm positive, I'm sure it'll get reinstated, but now they're bringing in women's wrestling. And that's, you know, that's a huge reason a lot of wrestling programs are being cut these days is because with the women's athletic move movement in Title IX, you have to be inclusive in any sport, in any program that's not inclusive of women. And our sport has, wrestling has been, you know, guilty of that in the past. And like, hopefully we've learned our lesson now. And now, hopefully these coaches and these programs realize that by including women's wrestling, it's only going to help their men's program and help wrestling as a whole. Well said. And, uh, you know, the sport is lucky to have you in it. And, and it was an honor to meet you. And, Thank you. you know, Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Keep kicking life's ass and doing your thing. And, <laughs> um, it was really, it was awesome. And you educated me so much. I, I bought a book, uh, so and, awesome. and, I, and I'll sign it for you. I'll make yeah. sure to sign it for and you. And I can't wait to read it. But um, there are some excerpts, I think they call it, online. Um, and once you read them, you're going to be hooked because I'm telling you, there's some really crazy stuff in the Thank book. Thank you. Yeah. And you can get the, the book at, you know, www.afsoonwrestling.com. And then there's a link there where you could just purchase it. And, uh, and if you want it signed, just send me a message and, and I'll see if I can get that signed for you. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And uh, please invite more ladies on, invite more men on, invite whoever you want on, kids, whatever you want to do. I'll, I'll talk to them. I'll give them a voice. So awesome. <laughs> thank you so much. You have thank a great you. day. You Enjoy too. that uh, beautiful West Coast. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.